My crazy entitled mother makes a false police report just to try and get me in trouble, but it all backfired really quickly as the cops showed up to her house ready to confront her about her terrible actions. Here's what happened. So this literally just happened. It's 9.41 in the morning here on the East Coast on a Sunday morning, and I was woken up at 5.58 a.m. this morning by six police officers at my door. I heard my doorbell ring and immediately panicked. I was afraid they were coming to tell me something bad had taken place. But apparently, my mom called the police department and told them my house was on fire. Now, for some backstory, I walked out on my mom and grandma about six months ago. I spent my teenage years being my grandma's caretaker, dropping out of school, and even dealt with them using my social security number to acquire things on credit that they never paid for. I finally got most of that fixed, but not without angering them. My mom looked at it like I was ruining my grandma's reputation. When I walked out, it left my grandma's children three sons and my mom to finally take care of her and they all went ballistic on me because apparently it was my responsibility. They started calling my job, having wellness checks done and trying to get my husband arrested. This morning when I opened the door an officer was standing there and said to me that they had gotten a very quick and abrupt 911 call stating there was a fire at my address. I told him I had just woken up and that nothing was wrong. I had my phone on hand and I showed him that I hadn't called anyone today. He then read off a number to me and asked who that might be and I immediately knew who it was. I explained the situation to them and the officers got angry as there were six of them in total. The officer asked why my family was doing this and I told him. He said he was going to check into it and would call me back. He called back at around 8.30 in the morning. He said he'd made contact with my mom and grandma and they immediately got defensive. He says he's going to see about pressing charges against them for abuse of emergency services and that when he told them this they started blaming me, trying to deflect back to me somehow. Apparently my grandma even asked if the officer thought it was right I wasn't helping her. The officer told her I was an adult with a right to my own life and that they couldn't impede on that right in any way, shape, or form. Apparently my grandma mentioned her nephew who works as a prosecutor for the state and said that she would be calling him about this. The officer told her to go ahead that his body camera had recorded everything and then grandma got upset about being recorded. I told this officer that they've done everything they can to intimidate me just to try and get me to return home. And he said he told them that harassing someone because they won't do what they ask is also a crime. Now, my grandma doesn't like it when people tell her she isn't above the law. And now, I've gotten a shield order issued, meaning that law enforcement won't come to my house unless I call them. The officer also said that he'd be in touch with the magistrate about my husband filing charges against these two for trying to get him arrested under false pretense and slander because they put lies on social media about him. Guys, I'm just done with this. I have lived the last six months of my life in fear, waiting for the police to come at night. It's a small town, so thankfully this morning, the officer is a new recruit and young, as the older officers have been more sympathetic towards my grandma. This is all so messy, and I honestly don't know what to do. Your grandma and extended family are absolutely crazy. There are so many red flags in this story, it really just keeps piling on top of the other. For one, the fact the fact that you're a teenager and you had to drop out of school just to take care of your grandma is seriously twisted. I mean, they even use your social security number just to get things on credit that they never paid for. Like, that is a crazy level of fraud, and there's no excuse for that. Also, your aunts and uncles absolutely should be stepping up to take care of your grandma. That should not be your responsibility. You are quite literally just the grandkid in this situation, and your grandma's children absolutely need to step up and get things done. There's no good reason for you to put your life on hold 
just so your aunts and uncles can run around and basically do whatever they want. But you know what? Despite all the crazy things that they put you and your husband through, the police finally caught up with them and they messed up big time. Making a false police report like that is going to land them in some serious hot water. Not to mention the fact that the police officer had that all on recording and if things escalate from here, you can bet he's going to be using that in the court of law against these weirdos. So if anything, let that be a silver lining. These people have finally been caught in the act of treating you like garbage as well as trying to ruin your life. So if anything, I'm really happy for you guys because this might be the beginning of the end of their weird antics. So hopefully there's a way out of this weird situation and you're able to get away from these creepy family members who are actively trying to ruin your life because they just crossed a line that they won't soon be able to cross back from. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My wife gave me an ultimatum that if we want to have a child together, then I need to stop working at my office and start working from home. And I'm not sure how to proceed and I really don't know what to do. So my wife and I have been married for five years and we dated three years prior. So in total, we've been together for about eight years. We have no children yet, but have often discussed having one. We bought a house two years ago while we still both worked remotely as we needed space and honestly, it was time to own a property. Last year, I changed jobs and ended up working at a big tech company. My job pays well, but I'm required to come to the office two or three days every week. And this is a big shift from the fully remote work that I was doing. This has caused many arguments between us as my wife says that she's unfairly stuck with certain chores. And these are things that we would both normally be doing like groceries or laundry or general cleaning throughout the week. And if I work from home, I would still be doing these things and helping out. We both make roughly about the same income, though her field is completely different from mine and she is 100% remote. Other arguments have come up because she doesn't like how friendly one of my female co-workers is. She overheard a conversation with my friend who also works at my company and he said that she's pretty stunning considering the other women in this field. And ever since she heard that, she has been paranoid ever since. She will casually ask me about my day when I'm in the office and has gotten annoyed if I mention the pretty co-worker. So I've stopped doing that and generally just hang out with the other guys on the team. She got really upset recently because during one of her work from home days, I had my teams up and she saw the female co-worker send over a heart emoji in association with some of my comments in the chat about work. She started questioning why the thumbs up emoji wasn't sufficient enough. All this backstory is to say that last night we were talking about our five-year plan and where a baby would fit into it. She asked me if I plan to stay at my job or if I was looking at a different company altogether. I told her I didn't know. It pays really well and the team is pretty laid back, but I obviously don't enjoy being in the office, nor do I find it necessary for my field. She was sort of guiding the conversation for me to say I'd leave my job in the next year or two. I kept saying I really didn't know and she then said, well, honestly, I don't see us having a baby with me just stuck at home all by myself all day with it. If we're going to do this, I want you to be working remotely as well. Then the responsibility is more equally shared. So basically she gave me an ultimatum that if I want a baby with her, I need to find a fully remote job again. It's not an issue to do so. My field is littered with these kinds of jobs, but I feel that her motives aren't completely pure. I asked her if it was really about sharing the baby responsibilities or if it was about me being at work with other women. She admitted that it would be even more annoying to her if she was stuck at home all day with a baby while I was getting all this attention from some single attention-seeking homewrecker instead of being a father. She said that she's tired of mother being a woman's identity forever after having a baby, but men aren't always seen as fathers and can do whatever we want. I am processing this 
this, but I need some outside perspective. I really want a child, and I definitely want it with her, but I am worried about having to find a new job and what that means for us as a couple, if it's partly because of her insecurity over a pretty co-worker. I'm not sure what to do or how to proceed. She seemed pretty adamant that if we are having a baby, we both need to work remotely. What should I do? This is kind of weird, because it sounds like your wife is letting her insecurities about you and your co-workers dictate your future for the next five years. Like, that just doesn't add up in my opinion. It would be different if there was some kind of history here where you were unfaithful with your wife, so she has, like, legitimate reason to be concerned that you might do it again, but it doesn't sound like you're doing that. It sounds like you're a functioning adult who has a job, and your wife is being unnecessarily paranoid about a pretty co-worker. Like, that lady could very easily quit tomorrow. Like, you never know. Or you could even start working in a different sector of your job. Like, there's a lot of things that could happen, so for her to basically make a plan of, like, okay, you're gonna quit your job and work remotely, all because I don't like this lady that you work with, is, in my opinion, a massive overreaction. And I'm also really confused why the chores aren't already split up equally. Like, sure, some chores are easier to do when you're at home and you work from home, but there's no reason why you can't, like, have a schedule and figure that out all together. Like, the original poster even implied that you both work the same amount of hours and you earn the same money. So sharing these responsibilities, I really don't think is that big of a deal. And especially when it comes to the baby, I think you just need to explain to her that you're going to step up to the plate and be the father that she needs you to be when you are working from home. Like, obviously, that's going to be a completely different dynamic from house chores, and I can completely understand where she's coming from. So hopefully this all works out for you, and hopefully you don't have to quit your job just to work from home. I really don't think that would be fair for you in the slightest, and I think there has to be some kind of middle ground that both of you can come to and try and agree on. My entitled professor makes me sign a weird contract for the class I'm taking, but I get malicious, and I find a workaround where I don't have to take the final, but still get a good grade in her class. And I've honestly never been more satisfied in my life. So last semester, I had to take a class from a professor who wasn't bad as being incompetent, but definitely was one of those professors where they tried some new way of teaching that they really needed to develop. And you just happened to be caught in their crossfire. She also gave the vaguest instructions on what she did want in her turned-in work and didn't believe in study guides, as she wanted to encourage reading the material. Honestly, I got more out of the book than her class, and buying the book alone would have been far cheaper. Trying to get direction out of this lady was worse than trying to pull teeth, and was mostly met with her just saying for us to do our best. On top of this, she apparently handed out a grading contract on the first day, giving this out to everyone and making us sign it and return it. I missed this due to being sick, so I didn't get it until later. The said contract basically boiled down to indicating what grade you wanted at the start of the semester. You either met the conditions for that grade or you would fail. So basically, by saying you wanted an A, you either met the qualifications for an A or you would fail, even if you would have gotten a B or a C instead. If you decided to play it safe with saying that you wanted a C, even if you excelled and would normally get a B or an A, you would instead get that C. So to cut out a lot of the drama of the semester, two things really need to be covered first. The first one being that I had surgery at the beginning of the semester, and the second is that I was working full-time while at school to pay for said school. Both ended up with me missing a lot of work, and normally I would just cut my losses, except I'm very close to my degree, and my professor said I could make up the work. Otherwise, I would fail and need to retake the class anyway in the spring. So I decided that I had nothing to lose, and I buckled down with basically getting next to no sleep for weeks. I had about a month and a half worth of work that needed to be completed within about two weeks. 
Now finally, this is where my malicious compliance comes in. During an exchange where I was emailing my work, she told me I still hadn't done her contract, which at that point, only a few weeks out from finals, I didn't get the point. But she told me either I did the contract or I would fail. She also had let slip that not doing the final would drop you a letter grade, but not fail you. The only exception to her weird contract that wasn't in it, and one I confirmed very deliberately in writing. At this point, I was bone tired, and honestly, I was forcing myself to continue working on anything, which may not sound like much, but with my mental health history, this was a Herculean effort. I just wanted the pain to stop, and I just wanted to get a full night's rest. So I decided, if not doing the final just dropped me by a letter grade, then I would just do the work for a B and end up with the grade I thought was fair for how the semester had gone. This meant for even more work, but it also meant I didn't need to worry about a final and could finally just sleep, which I explained as much to the professor when she asked me why I didn't have a final turned in on the last day of school. And that so far has been the last I ever spoke to or have ever seen this lady. Imagine my surprise when I actually ended up with a B in her class. Personally, I take this to be her never wanting me in her class again, and I'm not sure if this makes me a jerk overall, but I do know she apparently has it now that not doing the final is an automatic D. So sorry to anyone who came after me, but I clearly got away with something that she didn't like. That teacher sounds super obnoxious. The fact that she makes you sign some kind of arbitrary contract just to try and lock you into a grade that you may or may not get is really toxic, and that is such an awful way to run a class. Like, why would you punish people for doing better or worse? Why not just give them the grade that they earned? So I honestly don't blame the original poster for being like, you know what? I'm not showing up for the final. Why should I? Just give me the letter grade deduction and let me be on my way. So good for you for getting away with something that probably really annoyed her because this professor sounds awful and she clearly has no idea what she's doing. My wife's life is slowly being ruined by a toxic friend from her past and I seriously don't know what to do. So my wife and I have been together for one year. She recently told me that I have been bossing her around, talking down to her and exploding over small things. I have noticed that I have been irritable, but I hadn't realized that my behavior towards her had changed. She basically told me to get my stuff together or she would leave. I apologized and said I would stop acting this way. The problem is, I haven't, and in the moment, I don't even realize I'm doing it. I'm struggling to understand my behavior since I've never treated her this way before, ever. Sure, I've been irritable and overreacted to small confrontations during really stressful times, but it's usually pretty obvious that's what's going on, and I can see it as it happens. But this time is different. Simply getting my stuff together isn't working, and I feel I need to understand where this is coming from in order to resolve it. Having gone through recent events, the only thing I can think of that coincides with the change in behavior is that she recently let a toxic friend back into her life. The friend in question is one that she's known all her life, since they were in kindergarten. The friend has a history of belittling my wife and generally acting very toxic towards her. She has done a number on her self-esteem throughout her life and was the direct cause of many mental health issues that my wife experienced when she was younger. Last year, they cut contact when the friend told my wife that her problems made the friend feel sick and that her messages were pathetic and disgusting. She told her that she'd never lead a normal life and that I was only with her out of pity. Needless to say, this led to a massive fight and subsequently to no contact between them. In the following months, my wife was struggling with the loss of this friend and on numerous occasions wanted to call her to apologize. I supported her in this time and helped to push through the grief, eventually to a point where she was happy that the last toxic person was out of her life. Since then, she has made massive improvements on her well-being. She's gained a lot of weight, having been 
been severely underweight due to an eating disorder. She quit smoking and was told by her family, friends, schoolmates, and myself that she had brightened up so much that she looked like a completely different person. Her family especially have been ecstatic to see the improvement in her, given all the hard times that they have seen her endure. Anyway, my wife recently got a new phone and had forgotten to block said friend on it. It had simply been out of her mind for so long. The friend then texts her shortly after New Year's. She says that she regrets how it ended between them and that she wants to be a part of her life again. Immediately, my wife starts having anxiety over this. She didn't answer this friend, but she couldn't focus on her studies, and she eventually starts smoking again and has nightmares daily until she finally responds in order to somehow end the misery. It leads to a phone call between them where the friend says that my wife can't just cut her out when they've known each other for so long. When my wife tells her how the friend's behavior has affected her, she proceeds to put the entire blame on my wife and says that if she has a problem with anything the friend does, then she should have said something in the moment. She can't be held responsible if she's not told that her behavior is unacceptable. This line of reasoning seems absolutely insane to me, given the fact that the things she says are objectively cruel. No one would need to be told that telling people they're disgusting and won't ever have a normal relationship is messed up. But my wife's take on it was that the friend was right and that it was all her own fault because she didn't stand up to the friend in the moment. And when she said this, I was livid. I must admit that I reacted pretty poorly in this situation. I've never met the friend in person, but I hate her with a fury and I didn't hold back telling my wife what I felt about the friend. Eventually, we calmed down and agreed that my wife should talk with more people than just me about continuing the relationship with this person. Now, everyone, and I mean literally everyone that she talked to, said that she should ghost her and block her immediately. Her mother, her sisters, her friends, counselors, everyone told her that this person was bad for her and that she should not pursue it. My wife even admitted to herself and I thought that this would finally be the end of it, but it turns out it wasn't. Instead, it turns out that she had started lying and was talking to the friend in secret. Eventually, I found out and she made me promise not to tell her family. She also accused me of being controlling and that I had no say in who she chooses to talk to. I do agree with the fact that you can't control other people's relationships. And I apologized and said that, of course, she knows what's best for her and if this is her mistake to make, she's allowed to make it. What has been nagging me since then is that she regularly gives little updates on how much the friend has changed and how sweet she is now. But a few days later, it always turns out that the things she's praising the friend for didn't actually happen that way. And what was actually said was in reality very different and significantly more judgmental and negative. It's weird because when she admits that the friend was actually being toxic again, it's like she knows but then forgets again the day after explaining it away as if she probably just misunderstood what was happening. In my view, the friend is just playing nice, while slowly reintroducing the old patterns, and my wife is in complete denial about it. This is around the time when I started acting on her again. In some of the arguments, I've called her pathetic for starting smoking again. In her words, apparently I would boss her around like she can't think for herself. I've stopped spending time with her, and I'm constantly busy with other stuff. During one of the times when it turned out the sweet things the friend said was actually really judgmental and dismissive, I remember thinking that she was weak, and I felt content. I think it's wrong of me to feel that way, but even though I consciously agree that it's her mistake to make and that I can't and shouldn't even try to force her actions, I can't help to feel that she's less than what she used to be. I don't understand her reasoning for continuing a relationship with this person after everything she's done, as well as with all the proof that she clearly hasn't changed. Now, I'm lying to her family about the two of them talking.
talking, and I don't feel good about that either. It's like I'm enabling her in some kind of way. I want to be compassionate and understanding, but on the inside, I'm fuming. She doesn't deserve to be treated badly by me for this, but I don't know what I can do to get past these feelings. Maybe I'm being selfish and irrational, but I can't talk to her family about it, and I can't say anything to my friends or family either, not without revealing too much about her personal history. I don't know how to get out of this cycle. What should I do? I think this is such a terrible situation to be stuck in. Like, clearly, she is absolutely in denial, and it really is disturbing that she just can't see truth in this situation. This friend is clearly treating her like garbage, and they are absolutely trying to drag your wife back into an awful situation and an awful friendship. And this can hardly even be called a friendship, to be completely honest with you. No friend would say the things that this person has said to your wife. I mean, it really is disturbing. So hopefully you can have some kind of conversation with her and try to have some kind of intervention in general, maybe even getting a therapist involved. Because unfortunately, as you already know, you can't control what she does and you can't control the people that she spends time around. And hopefully you or somebody else is able to break through to her and help her see that this friend is definitely not good for her. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.